Today with Catherine Ruinala. I know there's so many that are actually sharing their faith all through the week and people are coming to Christ. It's just so good. I'm going to pick on Wayne first. Tell us what happened. All righty. So about last year, probably in about August, um, I was just talking to God. <laughs> and um, I was asking him, because I've been an electrician for, uh, for over 10 years now, so I've always wondered to myself, why has it been hard to uh, strike up a conversation with people in my workplace about God? And um, yeah, it's just always been people are so resistant and they just, um, they're just kind of hostile towards it. I met some angry people over the year. But um, last year, I intentionally asked God, I said, Lord, could, if you, this is what you want in my workplace, could you please open up an opportunity for me to talk to somebody about you? And um, so that was last year, August. So about two weeks ago, um, I was talking to somebody on my job site and um, seemed pretty like, you know, pretty relaxed, didn't seem like anything was going to happen. And I came out of a building and I got hit by a drop of water and I jokingly said, oh, I just got baptized. And <laughs> he started laughing and he goes, oh, are you some kind of Christian or something? And um, that, in short, that was a dialogue that opened up for about four hours. We were just talking about God. And... Um, he expressed his interest to um, keep talking with me every time he sees me. So that's awesome. That's so, that's so great. Oh, I love it. I love it. Josh Suarez, come on up here. So you had a wonderful testimony this, this week too. Praise the Lord. I had a feeling this was going to happen. Um, I had a, yeah, I, I'm a salesperson during the week, if you don't know. I go into homes um, basically and convince people to spend lots of money. And I just happened to be in one of these homes this week. And um, you often, and I love what Wayne just said, how the drop of water, God will speak to you through anything. If you're willing to actually listen and ask him, it's just a matter of actually hearing what he's saying. But being conscious of that is the key, I think. Um, so I'm in this home and they're a Hindu family. And they might even be listening online. So hello. Um, amazing family. Um, we're going to have them over for dinner. But I mean, <laughs> here I am. But we had them over. Uh, sorry, we, I was in their home. I'm explaining to them different things. And I just had this word of knowledge about their child, and their kid wasn't there at the time, but it just started that way where I, I spoke into their life, I said, oh, you're going through some pain, and a lot of it's obvious, some of the things that God says, it's not a mystery, some things are just obvious in the natural, and when you speak it, it opens up, and anyway, they told me about their son, I said, look, I serve a God who heals, I'm, I'm very upfront when it comes to that sort of stuff, I just think you've got to go for it, and um, anyway, it turned into a two and a half hour conversation about God and what he's done into my life, and in the end, they're on the floor, we're crying, I'm emotional, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Do you know what? And that day, I can honestly tell you, and this is something that I never said, the night before, I had no sleep. Like, I, I was literally, I, I don't know whether it was a tap, but I didn't have, like, one inch of sleep. There's the last thing I thought of. I did not want to. And, you know, often we will step out when we're feeling good. Yeah. Like, when we feel the unction, we can feel the Holy Ghost. That's easy. But being obedient when you're not like that and knowing that God is still with you, that is the key. So, in the end, they're saved. They come to church. They got prayed. And... They're going to be a part of our community, so it's amazing. <laughs> it's so beautiful. The whole family's come to Jesus. Yay, God. So beautiful. Praise God. Nick Twydown. Nick is our online pastor. He is just an amazing, he's one of our academy students, but he is just a champion with our online. Hey, onlineers, you get to see his lovely face. Here he is. Yes, in person. Tell us what happened. So I was at work the other day and I got a phone call. I don't get normally a lot of telemarketers, but I had a phone call from a fellow who rang up and he said that he was from Telstra NBN. 
So straight away I was like, okay. So um, he, uh, straight away I said to him, I was like, can I pray for you? Excuse me. And he said, what was that? And I was like, oh, can I pray for you? And he goes, well, I'm a, I'm a Catholic. And I said, okay, cool. Then, and then I just started praying for him and just started blessing him and um, just praying that the Lord would find him work that's honest and honorable. And um, yeah, I just kept, kept blessing him and blessing him. Anyway, I heard him over the phone. He was like, oh, 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 as I'm praying for him. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to keep praying. He's oh, oh. And I finished praying for him and he's like, I just feel the forgiveness of God. And he hung up the phone. that right there. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, it's oh, so beautiful. I've got a, there's a whole bunch more here. And these are wonderful things to share because as we share about how the Holy Spirit's giving us promptings and opportunities, you know, sometimes we get this idea that there's certain people who, you know, the evangelists that are called to win the lost. But as we've been reading from Ezekiel 47, that as we learn Psalm 36, to drink deeply from the river of his pleasure for us, that in the river that flows from his throne, everywhere the river goes, there's life. Everything the river touches lives. That there's uh, trees alongside the river that bear fruit every month. So whether you're in season or out of season, whether you've had sleep or whether you're feeling like you're in the mood and you're, you're in the zone or whether you're feeling awful, you will produce fruit if you are a developing a lifestyle of living in the river, of drinking deeply from the river of his pleasure. Hallelujah. And it's so beautiful. Have you been enjoying the Lord this week? Praise God. I've been uh, in the book of Esther for the last couple of weeks enjoying, what an astonishing story. What an amazing, amazing story that is. And this week, um, Tom on Thursday night, um, in his uh, position as honorary consul, he serves as the honorary consul for Finland, um, he was invited to go to the synagogue where the Israeli ambassador was going to be uh, presenting an award for the righteous among the nations uh, to a particular Dutch family that had helped. Um, at, at, they wanted to commemorate the, a Dutch family that had helped Jews during the Holocaust. And uh, so he was there representing Finland. And the an Israeli ambassador was speaking and referenced the book of Esther and how God had rescued people yeah, at Purim and, and how these, this family had been used to rescue people. And he came home with his skull cap on. He'd forgotten to take it off and give it back. Praise the Lord. <laughs> he realized, oh, still here. But um, came home and, and we were just so encouraged that the Holy Spirit, he is speaking on so many levels, the Lord is speaking. If you'll just listen to him, as you'll open up your ears, he wants to speak to you. I, and as we, as we learn to hear the language of the Holy Spirit, as we learn to lean in, God wants to encourage you. So I'm going to start in the book of Esther and show you just a verse that has been speaking to my heart today. 
But I was with the school this week. We were doing, going through the Song of Songs with the Academy. Hallelujah. And uh, it's delicious. Really, actually, so rich. We were, we were having a wonderful big drink of the love and the goodness of God. But <laughs> focusing, and, and you can have a little look at it if you want to, uh, on, on the love that the Lord has for us as his people. And in Song of Songs, chapter 2, it tells us that um, the, the father speaks and he says, let me, the bridegroom speaks to the bride and says, let me hear your voice for your voice to me is lovely and your face is sweet. Hallelujah. And that revelation of knowing that this is what the Lord feels about me. This is how he sees me. Uh, this the heart of God, when he speaks to us and tells us here in verse 14, Oh, my dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the secret place of the steep pathway, let me see your face, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. As you recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit, his heart is that every time you come to him with eyes of faith and you open your mouth and you speak, you bless his heart. Your voice blesses the heart of God. It's amazing to me that God loves the sound of your voice. He loves hearing your voice. And so yesterday, um, Tom was off at the football and the kids were off at, the, at youth. And so I got to be by myself, which was lovely. And the, the sunset was happening. And, you know, I think God makes sunrises and sunsets as an invitation for us just to love him and to be loved by him. It's just this glorious kiss from heaven. So I couldn't help myself. I was drawn outside to sit in the back uh, deck and just to worship God. And I intentionally opened my voice and began to sing to him because I remembered my voice to him is lovely. He will enjoy this. He, and it's not because I'm arrogant and think I've got a great voice. It's because the word of God says that my voice to him blesses him. He loves the sound of my voice. He loves the sound of your voice. So I just started singing. You know, I, It's the oldies that come to mind when I go to worship God on the back deck. So I was singing, Lovely are your dwelling places. Thirsty I come after you. And then all of a sudden he spoke and said, Yes, lovely are my dwelling places. I was like, Yes, God. Heaven must be lovely. He said, No, you are my dwelling place. <gasps> oh, God. Oh, God. And you know, this is our Father. He is more extravagant than we have the emotional capacity to process. He is more wonderful than we have the spiritual, emotional, physical ability to receive and understand and comprehend. But He gives us power by His Holy Spirit if we will ask for Him 
to give us his spirit, to strengthen us with might on the inner being. And he wants to reveal Christ dwelling in your heart through faith. And he wants you to know the height and the depth, the width and the breadth, the love of God that passes knowledge, that you may be continuously filled to overflowing with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. And out of that place, he is releasing faith. He is releasing joy. There is a revival that God is doing among us, and we need to recognize it. Many times people don't recognize revivals until after the fact, and they realize we were in revival. But this is what revival looks like. It is when the people of God are hungering and thirsting after him to the point that it's like, God, I'm willing to lay it all down and surrender because you are worth it all. Hallelujah. And that's that glorious, patient, continuous drawing of the Holy Spirit deeper and deeper and deeper, causing shifts and change in your life. Give me a wave if you're feeling that happening right now. It's true. It's like, oh, God everything God you can have it all and then he's so patient he's so kind and he overwhelms you with more love and you want to surrender more and you have deeper and deeper encounters with him and his heart is that you would come to know him every day more and more and more and in doing that he releases faith into our hearts but coming back to the book of Esther I wanted to read just briefly today from Esther chapter 5. Esther is such an amazing book. And there is so much that we can learn here. It's about husbands and wives, about the Lord and what he wants to do when the enemy makes something meant for your evil. God wants to turn it around for your good. Hallelujah. And talk about turnaround. The turnaround that happens in this book when Haman is plotting to destroy all of the Jews is so astonishing. What an incredible, incredible turn of events that comes as a result of somebody asking. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to ask. Chapter 5, let's have a look at it. So Esther, they fasted and they prayed for three days. You can read the book to catch up where it's up to. It's a very good story. Hallelujah. But there's this, been this decree being released that the Jews are going to be destroyed on this certain day. And she's not allowed to approach the, the king without an invitation. In fact, anybody who does can be executed on the spot unless he extends his royal scepter to them, making an exception for them. So she said, okay, well, everybody, you fast and pray for me. And they all fasted and prayed for three days. And then she got all dressed up came into the temple courts, just stood there quietly, got in line in, in view of the king, and this is where we're going to pick it up. Verse 2. When the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court, she obtained favor in his sight. And the king extended to Esther the golden scepter which was in his hand. So Esther came near and touched the top of the scepter. Then the king said to her, what's troubling you, Queen Esther? 
And what is your request? Even to half of the kingdom, it shall be given to you. Wow. Then we know the story. She actually didn't go straight in there. She asked if he'd come and eat with her. And then, then he asked if, at the dinner after they had a wonderful time in the, uh, with each other there in the, the, the banquet. He says, well, what can I do for you? And she said, come and eat with me again tomorrow. Because she was more interested in his presence and in relationship than in just what she could get. And knowing this, in this place of relationship, she, she understood the strength that comes from taking time together, from knowing each other, from him knowing her and her knowing him. And we know then, of course, she made the request. And wow, she kept making requests and the turnaround was so spectacular. And we can read about that another time. But I want to focus today on asking. James chapter 4 verse 2 tells us we have not because we ask not. You know, sometimes we forget to ask. We forget to ask the Lord. You know, we have incredible testimonies and, and incredible promises in the Bible as those that have been forgiven by the blood of Jesus. The veil has been torn and we can boldly now approach the throne of grace and find mercy and grace in our time of need. Unlike Esther, we don't have to approach the throne with fear and trembling. We can boldly come knowing that we will be accepted, that the scepter is already extended and that you can boldly come before his throne and ask. And as you ask, if you will believe, the Bible says you will have what you ask. Hallelujah. This is the favor we have as the bride of Christ. The book of Esther is types and shadows of us as the bride of Christ. And the glorious good news is that our Father is so for us. Hallelujah. Luke 12, 32 tells us that it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Esther was told, up to half my kingdom, I'll happily do it for you. But our King says, it's my good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's pretty mind-boggling. And it brings the concept of asking into a bit more of a serious place. And I, it, there is a lot of responsibility. What are we going to ask? And I felt this as I've began, begun to really get this revelation. The Lord's been speaking to me for a few months now about praying historical prayers. Like Jabez prayed, and it's recorded in the Bible. This man Jabez prayed. It's in uh, 1 Chronicles 4.10. Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me, that you would keep me from harm and that may not pain me. And God granted him what he requested. Just this little verse in the middle of Chronicles there. 
Jabez asked, and God granted him what he requested. You know, this is an historical prayer because it's recorded in the Word of God. And there have been history-making prayers that have been prayed that have shifted nations and done incredible things. But the Lord is asking us not just to look at these sort of things in Scripture and look at Esther's request and look at Jabez's request and think, well, that, that, that's good, I can make some requests. But to actually realize that we have been invited to make history-making prayers too. Hallelujah. That God is looking for us to realize what he is extending to us. That the, fa the scepter of favor is extended toward ask, what will we ask? Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you. Sometimes we memorize these verses and we hear these verses and we go, yeah, 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 oh yeah, that's good. But if we actually understood the Lord speaking to us in the book of Esther, see what can happen here in an earthly kingdom. I want you to ask for the Holy Spirit to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of me so that you will know the hope of your calling, the riches of my glorious inheritance in you, the saints, and the greatness of the power toward you who believe. You see, I believe there is a spiritual awakening and a prayer movement about to be birthed in the earth with the awakened ones who will begin to recognize, I'm going to ask carefully and specifically because I know as I come boldly before the throne of grace, he will do what I am asking. Hallelujah. For nothing is impossible for those who believe. You know, I've, I've seen so many testimonies of asking the Lord and seeing him come through. And I'm sure you're the same, that you could testify to amazing things that the Lord has done. Just this week, I heard of two couples. We prayed a, a few months ago. Um, as a church, we prayed for those who were wanting to conceive a baby and were having a bit of a struggle conceiving. We prayed for them to have babies. Does anyone remember that a few months ago? Well, I've been hearing the testimonies of the people who that very month have conceived. You'll be hearing about them all soon. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I get to hear it ahead of time. I've, I've got testimonies of asking for, for people to be healed and, and watching and seeing them years later still healthy and strong when the doctors gave them no hope. Nothing is impossible. We've seen the deaf ears open, the blind eyes open. We've seen God do the impossible. But God is looking for you and I every day to come out of the, the fog the smog of the world's environment and rub our eyes to remember, I am the bride of Christ and he has invited me to come boldly before the throne of grace and to begin to start asking. 
You know, if you're worried, well, I don't have any ministry, I can't do anything. You can spend 20 minutes on your knees talking to the King of Kings and whatever you ask, you can receive. Like, I wish we could pay you to do that because it would be far more productive. Like, really, if you, if you feel like, oh, I just oh, I haven't got a ministry, nobody recognizes my ministry, change the nation by asking some prayers, by asking some requests. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you in your asking. It's glorious. Because when you get the revelation that he's extended the scepter and he's ready to give you whatever you ask, we are ambassadors of Christ. So we have to be people who aren't just going, oh yeah, give me the nations, God, and not thinking about what we're asking for, but actually really specifically asking, what are you putting in my heart, God, that I can agree with you and come into agreement with you? Because it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask. Hope, think, or imagine. Imagine. 